What's going on guys? Today is October. It is not October. It's August. August 13th, 2019. My name is Josh Mollox. I'm an aspiring entrepreneur documenting my journey. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about, um, be talking about Ilsonic. Got back uh, yesterday morning. And yeah, yesterday was so silly, by the way. I just, <laughs> I tried to reflect on, um, I tried to reflect on wine. So just, I've wanted to do this for a long time. I wanted to drink a few glasses of wine on camera and then reflect. I ended up rambling so much. I ended up saying words I was not intending to, just going down like it, not necessary rabbit holes. And it was just a mess. At, after three sections, so I got the end of, I was just about to start what didn't work. And my final point was drinking during this because like it just, it was such a bad idea. Um, I ended up taking a nap and then I was like, fuck it, I'm not going to use that footage. Let's just restart tomorrow and uh, this is what we're doing right now. So, Reflections is a weekly episode where I get on camera after I'm done reflecting my week and I share my insights, my lessons, my experiences, what I've been thinking about things I've been pondering, all types of random stuff in my in my reality in an attempt to document my journey at a very deep level and then also bring you guys potential viewpoints, action steps, um, situations uh, or my experiences if you will, um, uh, mindsets that you can apply in your own experience and in your own life and hopefully you can learn from my lessons so you don't have to go through them yourself and can speed up your process of whatever you are looking to accomplish. So, without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Like I said, Eel Sonic last weekend, so I was in Montreal. Um, that was awesome. And yeah, whole, whole random stuff to talk about, but a lot of good, a lot of good content this week. So let's get, in, let's get into today's episode. What's been on my mind? Mentally preparing myself for my job. So I haven't got a job yet, but I'm pretty mentally committed to Starbucks at this point. Like, I just, this is all I think about in terms of job. Like, I just really want to become a barista. <laughs> it's just like all consuming right now, really. And so I'm just, I've been thinking a ton about how this is gonna impact my plans, my schedule on a daily basis, reflections, uh, business. Like, there's, it's just gonna impact so many things. So I'm thinking a lot about that thinking about ways I'm going to be spending the money, how it's going to help me with my financial situation, my debt, um, a ton of things. But it, So there's going to be positives and negatives, but I just have to, I have to roll with it. And it's going to be a fucking huge opportunity once I get it. Haven't even applied yet, but it's mine. It is absolutely mine. Girls have been very on my mind as well. Like just, I want to, I want to create some momentum in that area and break patterns and confront fears and anything really related to that right now that I feel I want to evolve in because I just haven't given this any attention or time in such a long time and uh, it would be nice to because I am I desire that right now I desire that what were my favorite wins so there wasn't a ton of win wins this week like work heavy wins if you will but there was a lot of social wins, a lot of um, uh, personal, I don't even know what you want to call it, like mental wins, mental preparation. Like I felt like I was much more independent this week. So for example, uh, I'll count one of my wins as busing alone and back to Montreal, from Montreal and back. And uh, that felt really good to just like do that type of shit on my own. Because um, like last time I was doing it with another person and it almost, uh, it took away that fear for the first time type of thing and then made it a lot easier for this time. But it was just like, it just feels fucking nice to do things on your own with the independence, knowing that you can do it. You don't need someone else to be with you, if you will. So that was really good. I also felt like I, I had some nice social wins in that I felt more, much more comfortable in the crowd this week um, at Ilsonic. And just honestly, just with people in general, like being on the bus, being in the crowd, being with my friends in Montreal, like so many things. I just, I felt much more comfortable with people and I'll, I guess I'll count that as a win. <laughs> I rewrote my resume a few times, I rewrote my cover letter a few times and getting close to applying should 
honestly, realistically, I should probably just apply today and get that over with and then follow up um, sometime soon, maybe the next couple days or in a week or so. And yeah, fuck, man. I really want this job at Starbucks. I just, it's going to be so much fun. <laughs> Had this really cool meeting with the co-founder of Air.io. So A-I-R-R dot I-O. And it's for extracting gold from, golden nuggets from podcasts and uh, sharing it with others as well as saving it to access later. So I think it's really, it's fuck, it's, I use it and it's, uh, it's really cool, especially the exploring part, but this, I'm going to get on a fucking tangent if I go down this road. But anyways, Sam, uh, Rukeyser, I think I'm saying that correctly. He, I reached out to him cause I knew he, I learned on a podcast that he, uh, used cold messaging and cold DMing to create relationships and connections. And I'm specifically talking about like in a business sense. And, uh, that's been something I've always struggled with. So reaching out to him last week, um, I think I talked about this in the last reflections. I reached out to him and then the actual meeting, if you will, was on Sunday night. That was fucking sick. Like he gave me so many golden nuggets and just like great tips, tactics as well as mindsets. It just, it was so fucking good. And uh, I'm so glad he let me record it as well because I can go back and listen to it at any point. I'm going to sit down and take some notes because it was just like, it was so nice. And uh, what was extra cool about that, by the way, is as I was recording and I'm like, holy fuck, the world, like beginners on sales could really use this type of information. Um, so for me, I was like, honestly, midway, I was starting to imagine I was the interviewer for fun and <laughs> pretending that I was the interviewer or the host of the podcast. And just like, even though this is not necessarily being released, though, we could clip some of that stuff and make it. Um, its own content because that would be that would be interesting. It was like an hour and a half call, but there were specific parts that would be super valuable for the world um, to to hear, if you will. So I had to get Sam's okay with that, but that was really fucking cool. And for me, that that meeting right there was like my quote unquote practice run of interviewing, and it just like showed me that yo, this would be fucking sick if I took the time to start interviewing people because I have areas that I want to get better at. And I want to learn more. And I, I'm not going to be like the prep guy for interviews. I just don't want to or don't want to invest the time at all into that. I'd rather just learn in real time and come in with a beginner's mindset type of thing on a specific topic or that person's backstory or whatever. But just like this in general, I just feel like collaborating more. I'm really just in, intrigued by people right now. I feel like this is an annual summer thing where I just like I enjoy people so much. And it makes me really happy because I'm moved out of coding and moving into like the people business, if you will, which is business. <laughs> oh, and also at Ideal Sonic, I gave 13 shoulder rides, I think, or maybe more in one day. It was crazy. I was just on a mission. <laughs> Almost all different people, by the way. What worked? Asking people for favors and asking people for advice. I sometimes find myself, I just like try to avoid asking for things and like talking to people, but people do want to help if they can. And uh, for me, like favors such as asking people if they could record me or record the stage or record the video like of a crowd or something like that, or if I could go on their shoulders or random things like that. And then favors, not even necessarily like favors, um, sorry, more, more so like advice, <laughs> asking for advice as well, meaning where is XYZ situated? Like, um, where is the water station? Um, is this XYZ bus? Like, just being more comfortable asking for that was really cool. And uh, people do want to help if they can. And I had to keep reminding myself of that, but it, it is, it worked out well, just asking for things. Moving around a lot in my group, because we had like a group of like 30 at least the one day. It was crazy at Ail Sonic, like, which also led to just a nightmare moving between stages. So that didn't work. But aside from that, <laughs> it was really fucking cool. And we did learn, learn our lessons later because we fucked up and we went like we were supposed to go to Joyride. And then it just took like an hour to get there. We should have taken like 10 minutes. But we have so many people. It was just it was just a mess. But we learned our lessons for Seven Lion, thankfully. So um, where was I going with this? Seven Lines. Uh, group, right, hanging out with so many different people in the, in the group, I like pretty much jammed with 
almost every single person and just kept moving around and having fun with everyone. It was so much fun doing that and not just staying with one specific group, one specific click, if you will, with inside the group. So I'm glad that that worked out like that because I created a lot of fun moments with every single person, basically. Ah, making candy that actually means something to me. So I don't give a fuck about the idea of, I don't know, trading culture, if you will. This thing where you just like make candy to trade. I don't give a fuck. I want my candy. Like I did, I made two others, two candies for other people. Um, just with the intent of giving, not with receiving back. But I, uh, I just made candies that meant a lot to me. Like I had one for sober crackhead, um, which is, which is more because sober, but like I look, I look fucked. <laughs> when, uh, when the specific songs come on, that is. And then uh, had like my favorite artist on there, Murata, which by the way is Mastodon, but he changed his name because I think, don't think I've talked about that since. Um, what else do we got? Yeah, Dues Paid was a good one. Um, all types of random stuff like that. So it was cool to get uh, candy that actually meant something to me because for the longest time I just had no candy that had any relevance except for improved Rave Central. So it's cool. Planning everything in advance with Notion and equally not over planning. So in the past, I've done an awful job of over packing, over planning, over everything. Um, this time I tried to simplify things a lot more and also keep things organized within Notion. A plus. I fucking love Notion so much. I, I will never stop talking. I'm sure I'll just stop talking about it eventually, but I love it so much. It just organizes everything for me. So having like boards in there of to do doing done, lists of things, I packing lists, um, having a list of like everything I took so that I can make sure I brought everything home, um, an eating list, an eating, a list of things I need to buy when I'm there. Everything was just properly organized. I also underpacked and I took like less shirts than I needed to, less, less clothes, um, took some, took some food. Like I took like craft dinner and soup. I got some eggs there. I also got muffins and bread and that worked really fucking well. So also took, actually I also took like protein powder as well. Um, I also wish I had water though. I wish I had cleaner water when I'm there cause I had to drink disgusting ass tap water, but that's on me, because I could definitely fill up if I chose to. I just don't really want to. So, being okay with being in a caloric deficit and also not caring so much about macros while I am on vacation, quote unquote. So, for that, I just all weekend I think I was in a decent caloric deficit and probably, yeah, like it wasn't the end of the world. Like, it didn't matter that much. I wasn't hitting my protein properly. Um, it just, I had to sometimes just let go of these crazy perfections that I expect when I'm here and it's just not the end of the fucking world. So, only bringing my phone and not bringing my laptop. This is the first time I've done this, trying to travel without a laptop. It was really interesting. I actually, it worked fucking well. I have Google Docs, I have Notion, I have Apple Music, I have my podcast, my fitness pal, basically everything I need, like the true essentials, I have everything on my phone. So I do not need them. I do not require a laptop right now. Yes, I am not able to edit, but it's just like a quick pause, if you will. And I can come back and edit. And ideally I have things set up where they can be scheduled so I can have shit rolling while I am gone because that would just be more ideal than what I did, which was just nothing. <laughs> Getting a portable charger again. So I lost mine last year at Eosonic actually. And it's so much better now because um, not so much better right now, what the fuck am I saying? My phone battery is not so great right now, so just like having that additional charging support makes all the difference. It's also really helpful for people who need it around me, and that felt really good to help give people that, uh, that boost in iPhone energy, if you will. And that really helped for one dude. He, had to, he was te texting um, a CEO about a job, so that was really useful for him because his phone fucking died. Like just as he was getting the text or whatever and he couldn't reply and I saved his life. Also, I don't understand this whole like jewel thing, but people are also, are also charging their jewels with my portable charger. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> I look over, there's like random things in the USB. I'm like, okay, what's happening right now? But <laughs> it was just, it was good to help everyone out. I spent also with water, that worked really well as well. Just like giving people water who are in my group. Feels good, feels good. 
after action review on all types of things. So I love the reflection and like the weekly reflection is so fucking good, especially getting on here is also a massive part of this. But taking the time after I'm done something on like a Monday or whatever, I'm not gonna necessarily remember all of the lessons and all of, it's not gonna hit the same when I'm reflecting on it a week later, as opposed to, excuse me, if I took the time to reflect right after, I would have a much more detailed feedback analysis loop, if you will. So just like going through and doing a quick AAR, which is the after action review. So like what was supposed to happen, what actually happened, what worked, what didn't work, what did you learn, what would you do differently next time? Those are kind of like six good questions to ask yourself to properly reflect on it. And I want to just do a better job of doing this. And I did it for Ilsonic, um, also another thing. And yeah, it's good. Gets, uh, yeah, it just also helps me take away from this, the overwhelm, if you will, from the weekly reflection. Getting a third-party muscle test on a situation that was private in nature and that I was overwhelmed and stressed out by. I So I can muscle test, and I also don't like to muscle test when I'm too attached to something. Like I, I am too attached to the outcome of the situation. And in this specific situation, I was just stressing out about it. And I was like, okay, there's no chance I'm even gonna bother muscle testing because when you're attached to the answer, you're not gonna get a clear yes or no because you're gonna be influencing it too much. The attachment fucks with it. It's just not good. So getting, taking the time to just quickly like jot out on a note, like what is the most ideal? So asking the question and then listing possible answers. Like, so I did, what I did was, what is the most ideal for XYZ situation? And then I wrote down A, B, C and listed out option A, option B or other, okay? And I got mom to muscle test because she's able to muscle test as well. And this made me just calm me the fuck down after because I I finally had some clarity and I didn't have to test on my own because I wasn't and she wasn't involved with it. It's just awesome when because source source knows the question. She's she's just a a conduit for source, a a tool for source, a whatever the word you want to use is a a puppet for source, if you will, to channel that energy, that truth. So where is it going with this? Yes, it is cool to have someone someone test it if I'm too if I'm too like overwhelmed about things. So grateful for that. Hanging out with people after the rave. So I love hanging out with people at the rave, and it's equally tough at times to talk to people while I'm so involved in the music. Though I did a good job with that this time, like much better than ever after, in terms of having conversations while I was in the crowd, like. I loved the music this time, but I still made an effort to just ch chat with people and uh, all different types of people, which was cool. Just like basically everyone, which was awesome. So the reason I'm saying this though, oh yeah, um, post-rave hangouts. It's so nice after a festival is done to just go and chill and talk about things, um, late conversation or deep, depending on how, how we were feeling. And uh, like the specifically five of us, you got Nick, you got Alana, Sarah, and Anthony. And anything than myself, obviously, for the fifth. Uh, and we, so, well, Nick went to bed a little bit earlier than us, but, and actually Tony was there for a little bit as well for uh, the night, first night at least. But uh, the four, <laughs> Nick went to bed a little bit earlier. So that, uh, we ended up staying up till like 4 a.m. every night, just like chatting about all types of random stuff. And it was just, it's so fucking good to talk after a rave. I felt, I feel like that's where bonds are truly born, is in between raves like the in between the days, if you will. And it's so fucking nice to chill with really good people and just talk about whatever um, whatever comes up. We had some cool discussions about like, about music, about sacrifice, about, honestly, I forget it all, but it felt really good. And <laughs> that's, the, that's the main point right there, so. What didn't work and how can I improve it? Reflections of wine. So I ended up rambling, I ended up saying all types of random stuff. It's already so cognitively um, demanding that it was just not a good idea to add wine into the mix. Even too much coffee is a bad idea, so let alone getting fucking just lightheaded and just like woo-woo and just everywhere from too much wine is just, just a bad idea. So, But it was worth, worth the experiment, I must say. 
And now we are here recording it way fucking better, hopefully. Not posting my podcast even once. I found myself procrastinating on this, but it's not even a procrastinating. It's just got, it was lower in priority and I was focused on other things in front of it. And it just kind of just fell off. And it would be nicer if I could just follow my schedule. That'd be really fucking good. And, uh, and then if I could just do that, I'm fucking golden. Other key actionables are prioritizing later in the day and closer to at night, rendering while I'm sleeping, um, doing it anyway, and adding things to the power list. That should get me caught up because I'm like literally a month and a half behind right now. It's a sick joke. Swearing too much. So I find myself when I have too much pressure on me or I can't find a better word, I just default into fuck. It's, it's questionable. <laughs> I, uh, I'm not so proud of the swearing these days. It just kind of sounds silly at times. So as time goes on, I'm, I'm leaning more into trying to find better words to replace these like blank slates, if you will, or um, not blank slates. Like I, I use fucking Sony wildcard and actually I use it tons of times in useless ways as well. And I really have to figure out how I'm going to be able to do this with, um, with the upcoming job because when I'm when I'm talking to customers, I just don't I don't want to just randomly drop fuck and shit and all of these words that I use so much in my content and when I'm talking in real life. So, yeah, not sure how I'm gonna do that, but just practice will be will be very useful and just picking better words and taking the time to think things through rather than just bleh, like this word vomiting all over people. Setting my expectations way too high for a given point in my in my journey on the festival, if you will, or setting a completely imperfection, meaning I was too attached to how things were working out, and I felt like if they weren't working out a way that was in my mind, that it wasn't working out properly, which is a very egotistical way of looking at things. And when I was in that type of state, it started to fuck with my with my mood completely. So my the best action step I found for that is to surrender, accept what is, and start to see things through Source's eyes. Like what would Source see? How would Source see this? And in reality, I'm quickly reminded that like reality is, is just, it's happening in a perfect way. Like it's all perfect, it's all divine, it is all exactly the way it should be. And going with the flow is so like cliche, but it's so real. Because if we try to oppose flow, it's just, it's so much harder, it's so much, uphill, so much more uphill, and also being, like, detaching from this idea of it should be this way to everything, because it's just a silly way of thinking, like, what the fuck do you know? We're just humans, we don't know fucking anything. Like, in the grand scheme of things, we're so, we're so small in our knowledge. So, anyways, just going with the, going with the flow, accepting the moment, appreciating it, and giving thanks for what it is and just not giving a fuck. Using phrases and texting like BTW, PS, and also. I use these three all the fucking time. I feel like I need to transition everything properly. Um, it's just silly. It would be much better if I just said, some, said something instead of trying to make everything flow because I just, I don't know, I overuse those and it just, I feel so silly when I'm doing it. So coming up with a new word or a go, new go-to or just practicing saying without it would be Beneficial. Letting potential judgment stop me from acting on certain things. This honestly just applied everywhere this weekend. I would just like let my fears of possible judgment, possible ostracizing, um, anything in that type of realm stop me from doing certain things. Um, a, a practical example is like in the morning I found myself, I kind of wanted to just like peace out from the condo for like an hour or two and just go work. And I just let myself kind of just slip into trying to like do the thing that would not ostracize me, if you will. Meaning like just stay where I was and try to like awkwardly, I ended up figuring out like headphones, probably a decent idea for the first day. Um, or wait, no, I did do that second day. First day it was just like talking and I'm like, oh my God, I need to fucking focus right now, what the fuck? But um, second day I was like, yo, I'm about to be antisocial, everyone. Just putting on headphones right now. And then I took my headphones off and I was done. Um, but I would have liked to even do it even longer than I did yes and that day. But uh, so yeah, what, what was the fucking thing I was saying? Oh yeah, what didn't work? 
Um, so that didn't work, trying to just like place people's needs ahead of my own because I ended up losing the power list for two of four days that I was gone um, just because I didn't properly prioritize things and it is what it is. I also lost on some other stuff as well because I didn't procra I procrastinate on certain things and I let my fears, I let my fears overcome me in many areas, in women, in my, um, what do you call it, my powerless, if you will, because like my fear of being rejected by people because I was prioritizing work over them. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of other examples, but anyways, I was just, like overall, such a good weekend, but I just, there was more I could have maxed out for sure, especially, especially in the women department, my God. But that's a story for another day. I forgot to say this completely. Um, an action step for that is to, uh, I could go and just chill like down the road. I could go to like a coffee shop. I could just put my earphones on and stay there and not give a fuck. Um, there's so many options, but just like creating that focus, creating those expectations, setting expectations with people and not giving a fuck if they don't agree with them or not. So important, very important. Preventing myself from being too physical in nature. I fucking really don't like this. I like being touchy in a loving way. And I don't want to make people feel uncomfortable, so I kind of hold myself back from doing that sometimes. But like, physical touch is one of my big love languages. I feel so connected to a person when I'm even just having my hand on their shoulder. So I'm, I'm not keeping it there, but just like touching for a second, like a few, a few seconds and then taking away. It's just like, that physical proximity, that physical contact, tactile feel, if you, um, what is the word for it? Anyways, that, you know what I'm talking about. That means so much for me and it makes me feel so, like it just, there's a, such a different connection than if you don't do that and I've got to do a better job of doing that. What were my biggest lessons? I feel incredibly alive when I'm helping to facilitate magical moments and help people's experiences be incredible. All right, so as much as I love having my own incredible experiences, I just got such a kick out of this, this weekend when I'm helping other people who who want to have their, like I just wanna, I wanna help other people have the same incredible experiences I've had for myself. So I, I was loving being in service. That was a very key part of this, just being in service, being useful, and helping people's experiences go from good to great, whether that was through the use of having a ton of water in my backpack um, and helping people hydrate um, using, oh yeah, gum as well, helping people with their breath or just like the general feeling in their mouth. Um, what else did I do? Recording videos for people who as I wanted them to just enjoy the moments. So I took the phone out of their hands and like did it. <laughs> if I didn't, if I wasn't obsessed with the song and I, yeah, it just, it's better if they can just enjoy it. So much nicer like that. Um, also that I feel like there was one more thing, phone charging and jewel charging as well. <laughs> yeah. Having my portable charger there was like life-saving to a ton of people, which was super, super good. And, uh, last but not least, definitely shoulder rides, taking people up for their favorite song. Just incredible. Yeah. I don't even, yeah. Like there's two specific moments I'm thinking about. There is, um, a girl and a guy, different moments, like probably a couple hours apart, but having, actually, no, there was even more than that. But anyways, these two specific people, they told me it was their favorite rave moments ever. So that was really fucking cool to be a part of, to help them give that, or to help them experience that moment felt so nice for me. So anyways, I went on a fucking shift and uh, like, especially day two, I think I did like 13 shoulder rides, maybe more. And uh, it was incredible. And I, I tried to allow people to pick their favorite song and their favorite set and just like, let me know when type of thing and I'll put you up type of thing. I was so cooked by the end, meaning like my legs were so dead. I feel like my calves 2X themselves in strength by the end of the weekend because there was just so much training <laughs> from shoulder rides. My neck is still in pain um, from all of the, the weight in my, on my shoulders and in my neck. But uh, it was so, so worth it though, all the pain, because I just love the feeling. And the whole point, the lesson here is really just, I love helping people and I love making their experiences even better and helping to 
create those magical moments means the fucking world to me. And by the way, I'll quickly share the two specific stories. Um, the one, his name's Anthony, and his favorite song is coming up. And I, you, I think he asked me to record it, or either, I think he was recording it, and I took it from him and started recording it, and then I'm like, wait a second, this, this could be even better. So I gave the phone to someone else to record, and then I was like, fuck this, we're, we're putting him up now. <laughs> and I, I got behind him, put him on my shoulders, and he said he was just in love with that moment. So that brings me a ton of joy. And then the other one was really cool. It was at Seven Lions, and uh, it was with a girl named Serena, and I put her up. And what was really cool about this moment was it was a drop, so the whole crowd dropped down, so I also dropped down. I've never had this happen before while I was on shoulders. So I dropped down with the whole crowd. Um, so we're just like kneeling and then like popping up with someone on your shoulders was just like the craziest fucking thing. <laughs> I loved it so fucking much. And uh, it also ended up being a song that I, days later, would come to love. And we'll talk about that in Obsessed because it's just such an incredible song. And I'll talk about Seven Lines as well, and Obsessed as well. Psytrance is fucking wicked life. Realize this. Um, Seven Lines was just bananas, and um, I was losing my fucking mind. I like how I just said I was gonna talk about Seven Lines and Obsessed, and I ended up just talking about it right after. But uh, yeah, experimenting with genres, like new genres live, is really fucking cool. Like I did it with Dabin and Seven Lions, and I was fascinated. I'm so used to just going to exactly what I know. And after this event, I was like, damn, it can be really fucking nice to take some time and just try new things. Granted, my favorite moments are typically when they play really heavy shit. Like I remember when Dabin played Firewall, I'm like, wait a second, am I hearing Firewall right now? Like the beautiful intro. And uh, Daniel looks at me and you're like, it's in your mind. And then he fucking plays it. I'm like, fuck you, Daniel. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, that, it's it just really was really cool to just try different things, especially Seven Lines. Oh, that was one of my favorite sets all weekend. It was the craziest thing. Listening to some of his music now it just like gives me chills, especially that one song that I was just talking about, um, Higher Love. It's so beautiful. He has just so many beautiful songs. I just can't. Underpacking and buying is better than overpacking and just having too much. So I packed less clothes, I packed less gadgets, a lot of a lot of just less stuff, and then I just bought, needed to buy a few things. It was so much better, and I'll have to do that absolutely in the future, because I've had such a bad habit with underpack or overpacking in the past, and it's just like, I don't need everything. <laughs> I can get stuff if I'm there. Being too early is better than being too late. Almost missed my bus when we were headed to, or I was headed to Toronto, um, and that was my fault, and <laughs> For the longest time, I've just concluded that it's better to be closer to that time because I don't want to sit there and wait. But if I have my phone, I can do so much damage in a good way. So taking that time to just make it useful and being there early, getting there way ahead of time, it's just so much better than being... Like, I'd rather be there an hour early than five minutes late. Okay, that's actually not necessarily true. But in theory, that would be nice. <laughs> So yeah, that really hit home though on the way home because I got there way early and I'm like, whoa, like this, this works. Like we should do this in the future. So I'm gonna try to get better with time in that regard in the future. Figure out what the application process is before going super fucking deep on creating some sort of <laughs> method on my own. So basically what I mean by that is I was looking at the Starbucks application process last week and I'm like, ah shit. Uh, this is not gonna work with notions so well. So had to basically restart, rewrite things, but I did use some of the content which was which was useful and I fleshed out the ideas properly in Notion. So it helped me a lot with that. But I just realized I'm like, fuck, I can't actually use this because it's in a completely different format. So like get practical, um, use real life examples like I've talked about in the past, instead of trying to just go off and, and do my own thing. Um, try to follow guidelines a little bit. And uh, before I go so crazy and haywire on this like narrative that I create my mind and that would be the case for this. It was literally just as simple as job search or uh, jo job application process Starbucks or whatever the fuck I'm applying for. Pomodoro method. So this is a really useful, we've, I've talked about focus 50 in the past and Pomodoro method is basically like focus 50 in half. 
um, instead of a 50-10 breakdown, it is a 25-5 breakdown. And you repeat that four times. So 25 minutes of focused work, deep work, and then five minutes of break and chill and recharge. So that, that 30 minutes block, you repeat that four times. And after the fourth, so that's a two hour period, if you will, then you take a 10 to 30 minute break and then you repeat. And this is super fucking cool. Why I like it more than actually focus fifties is 50 minutes can sometimes seem too big if you don't have momentum in your day. Whereas, excuse me, 25 minutes is just, it's not much. It's very fucking tiny, especially when you compare it to a 50 or um, a couple hours, it just seems so fucking tiny. So getting started is so much easier. Um, I've really enjoyed applying this to so many different random things this week, but I'm going to have to continue applying this because it's just, it's so good and it's so, it's been so useful so far, especially compared to Focus 50s. <sighs> Make your cover letter different. I found that when I was reading about uh, potential ways to open up cover letters and like what do's and don'ts, I found that stories and anecdotes and like ways of slipping subconscious ideas about like what you offer, what you bring to the table, um, what's in it for the employer type of thing and doing this in like a th through the method of story and stuff like that because you can slip things into stories in a way where it hits the subconscious and bypasses the conscious um, and implies things and uh, you don't need to directly say it. So I think that was really useful, but just like start it differently than everyone else, I think is probably the main point here. Um, don't look the same as everyone else. Share, you can share of course directly, but just like starting it out with a story. Um, what, did, what did I start out my story with? I think I started out my story with obsession one day. I tried, I tried different things, but just, Get people, get people excited to read your cover letter. Put in reps. So I had a call with Sam Rukeyser this week and it was really, really useful on sales tactics and sales advice. Sorry, not sales advice, sales mindset. Well, it was sales advice, but the sales mindset that, uh, that he's used in his experience with AIR. And some of the biggest things were like detachment from the outcome, meaning um, my from my perception at least, it was detaching from whether it was a yes or a no, but almost becoming a matchmaker, looking for that fit. is It seemed to be his mindset, which was he viewed himself as a person who is detached for whether they say yes or no, and instead it was just his duty to help find people who do fit. And if they don't, fit, if they do fit and they still say no, that's completely okay. And that it's, uh, it's not going to be it's, it will hurt sometimes, and that is completely fine as well. And it's like an ongoing journey to get to that place of detachment, but that is the goal to where you don't give a fuck whether it's a yes or a no, you're just putting in reps because it's a numbers game. While also keeping in mind, like he said, that keeping it's a, it's a balancing act between keeping it like completely data and number driven, and also keeping things personal and authentic and customized and keeping things real. So there's a balancing act with that 1000%, but just like each yes and no is an opportunity to learn, to try, to get better, and just being okay with falling in your face if need be. So I, yeah, that call was so fucking useful. I just, thank you Sam so much for that call. It just helps so much. So grateful I have it on recording. On that call, I appreciated so much his vulnerability as well. It was just, yeah, he wasn't trying to be perfect about things. He was being very humble in nature. It was, it was really, um, it was nice to hear. It was nice to listen to. The ideal follow-up time is two days over email. I got this from Sam Rukeyser as well. I, uh, we were talking about, cause I've, I've always struggled with like, what is the ideal follow-up time? Cause I would, in a perfect world, I would follow up within 10 minutes and keep following up. <laughs> I just don't know. I've always struggled with not wanting to be annoying. And I also don't want to leave it too late as well. So there's that. It's that balancing act between you don't want to, because here's what I wrote down here. Basically, first follow-up, two days is ideal. Um, one day does not give them enough time to properly check it out, and it kind of seems like annoying and a little bit too persistent in nature, not respecting the other person's time, whereas like three days, they might completely forget about it or just lose interest or excitement altogether. And uh, from there on in, for like 
follow-up number two and until like seven or whatever, it can be really helpful to leave it as a weekly follow-up instead of every two days, if you will. And another huge gem he dropped right there was, if you can, on those follow-ups, aim, aim to provide specific value. Um, you can do this many different ways, but just instead of trying to just get in your follow-ups, try to give in ways you in ways you can and like get creative. There's so many ways we can give. So it'll really help things, I think. What challenges did I experience? With this one specific situation, there was a clear elephant in the room and the person that I'm thinking of is really, really sensitive and I just don't even know. I didn't know how to approach it at all. I wasn't sure what the deal with it was. There's so much confusion still um, because we're just, we're just operating on different, different, way different stories in our minds right now. And uh, it's funny to think about. Anyways, um, the reason I'm bringing this up though is the right people enjoy confrontation. And I just, I really do struggle with that because she later on, oh, I just said the gender. Anyways, she later on came up to me and was like, uh, said as basically just like made a comment that was like in an effort to start the ball rolling on confronting that specific issue. And I'm like, whoa, she like actually confronted it. Wow. Because I was surprised. I thought she was just trying to run away from reality for this one. And uh, yeah, it's tough for me because I do, I don't want to just completely just make people uncomfortable all the time. But equally knowing that or trying to remember that the right people appreciate confrontation. The wrong people don't appreciate confrontation. And also trying to figure out ways of making it easier to make confrontation happen for those people who don't like it. So anyways, this is an ongoing struggle for me, but I'm glad that happened. And I'm glad that we'll, we'll deal with this soon. Ooh, had a, had a dinner or a family dinner, not my family, um, <laughs> had a family dinner at Nick's, at Nick's house on the Sunday before I left. Um, and this was a challenge for me because I am so weird. I am so different than the rest of the world. So I actually like fear these types of dinners because at some point I'm inevitably, I'm, I'm inevitably going to be asked, so what do you do? Do you go to school? Do you work? Like, what do you do? And I had to like say, I did a really good job by the way of like leading the conversation for almost the entire time. But then a question just shot out of left field. I'm like, oh fuck, I almost did the entire thing without it. But um, I was asked if I went to school and I said, no, I'm not a school type of guy, but uh, I'm an aspiring entrepreneur and I, it hasn't worked out so far, but I, so I do have to get a job, but I, and then we quickly went back and forth and I was also sweating my ass off during this question because I was just, it just makes me so nervous to talk about it in public. Oh my God. Cause I've just sucked so bad with this historically. <laughs> um, such a weird character, my God. But anyways, yeah, it was cool though. And we also talked about in that little discussion of like never giving up, um, keeping with it and, and learning each each experience, sticking with it. Um, it was, there was an underlying theme of like trial and error and also this never ending figuring it out thing. Uh, yeah. And just like also talking about how life is super fucking long, um, how young we are. Nick super doesn't think he's young. He's so young still. Um, he's not even 30 yet. 30s are babies still. So that's what I think about all that. Anyways, challenging, but not as hard as I'd make it out to be in my mind. Really wanting to tell someone that I'm attracted to them, but almost like just not doing it because I'm too scared they don't feel the exact same way about me. And then I'm gonna make things super uncomfortable and awkward because they are not attracted to me emotionally, sexually, etc. And yeah, I just dictated a lot <laughs> of uh, a lot of my life for a decent amount of time though. It's just stupid. It's, yeah, I don't know how to get past this. I'll figure it out at some point, but fuck. Oh God, I'm like literally 1.5 months behind content right now. It's so, it's, I don't necessarily want to say discouraging, but it's just like, I don't, I don't want to record right now much. I, I just want to catch up. I have so many episodes. I'm 15 episodes behind right now. Yeah, I'm very behind. And reflections, I think I'm seven behind. Uh, I don't want to, I just don't really feel like creating a ton of content right now, especially because it's not a priority. It is 
behind work, it's behind job, it's behind business, it's behind, um, no, actually that's probably where it lands. No, health is between that as well. Health is probably first and then spirituality is actually before that. So it's like four before or five behind. So we'll see when I eventually catch up, but it's also a, a positive because I can talk about more controversial things easier like I am now. And by the time I get there, I'm more likely to just not care and just put it out and get weird with things. <laughs> Where did I grow the most? Independence, responsibility, and empowerment. So it whether it's like me bussing alone or asking for what I wanted, being more direct in nature, talking to more strangers, being alone in downtown Toronto and Montreal for a bit on the, in, in uh, relation to the bus rides. Um, yeah, I'm just enjoying getting the fuck out of my comfort zone, getting out of my house, trying different things, enjoying the idea of becoming a little bit of part of society. It's intriguing to me right now. I also feel like I'm taking action steps in areas that scare me and that feels so fucking good. So to take daily consistent action steps towards a specific target or a specific challenge is really, really rewarding. And it's making me feel like I'm more in control, more empowered, and that I can do this. And like those two kind of points right there are, are quite combined in that yeah, responsibility and like yeah, or sorry, technically three, but yeah, independence and empowerment basically and also responsibility. I don't know, just like, yeah, I feel like I'm growing a lot in that department. Overall, I just feel like I'm, I'm on the verge of just exploding out of my cocoon and the cocoon has really served me in a lot of ways. In other ways, it has not served me. So it's time to leave and become a motherfucking butterfly, bitch. <laughs> Festivals, I feel like I am detached so much now like I love them and at the same time they're so fucking silly like they're laughable laughably silly just to think about how much time and how much money people throw into these things it just makes me just makes me giggle like it's cool but it's not that cool it's yeah discipline to focus on what really matters right now and for me what really matters is focusing on my financial situation I have taken so much time to just like, or not, I've, for the longest time I've pushed away um, the idea of getting a job because I wanted to focus on being an entrepreneur, but just like taking a step back and just, I'm just developing the getting a job type of mindset right now, which is not the worst thing ever. Like it's not as bad as I have been making it out to be in my mind and there's a lot of benefits to it as well. Um, it's also providing me a lot of relief of pressure financially because I don't have to make Mox Energetics work right from the fucking get. I can start doing pro bono work. I can start building leverage through working for free and trials and all these types of things that I can do when I do have a job because I will have the I will have the financial support handle on this side so I can monetize properly later down the road on that side. So yeah. What am I obsessed with right now? Iced coffee from McDonald's. They had they had a free McCafe thing on Eelsonic's at Eelsonic, and it was fucking incredible. Like to have free coffee is just great. To have free iced coffee was even better. <laughs> Vanilla is just I was just I was in awe. I only realized on the second day, unfortunately, but the, so I had one in the morning on the second day, and then at night I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna be staying up for a long time, I might as well just crack myself out on caffeine right now. So I had two iced coffees for excision, downed those and it was amazing. <laughs> I felt so high on caffeine, it was crazy. I loved it though so much. Um, as for music, Seven Lions, I'm quickly becoming quite obsessed with him. There were so many magical moments during his sets, I almost didn't go. Like, his set was one of my favorites on the weekend, it might have even been my favorite overall. I was just in love with it. Um, yeah. I, by the way, there's a lot of fucking good sets this weekend. Um, but anyways, Seven Lines. I'm in love with his sounds. His music production is next level. Favorite song probably right now is Higher Love. That was just an iconic song. And also the Excision and Wooly collaboration that with uh, Seven Lines that is unreleased right now. So fucking good. 
it like takes a nice dump on island quality wise in my opinion as for other music we got canine block when space laces played this like second song or whatever holy fuck so daniel and i both knew the song but i didn't know where exactly it was from i just knew the song and i knew the lyrics so like for him to play that tune was amazing because I, we were both like jamming right beside each other at the time and just yelling the lyrics it was so funny it was like boys in the block boys in the block boys in the boys in the boys in the block and it's this bouncy sound with these screeches at the same time and these two i love screeches and i love bounces they're almost never put together those are my two favorite dubstep sounds and to i didn't realize at the time and like how good of a song this was and i and i only it took that set to fully appreciate that song and holy fuck it's like becoming my favorite song right now it's so fucking nice oh god i fucking need more need more songs like block in my life um also space laces fucking crushed the first half i wasn't huge with the last the last half but the first half was fucking mental i was losing my mind um also f and lettuce like that's a song <laughs> and uh, the song is called lettuce the artist is called f and I heard, yeah, I've been looping that a ton. I heard it live. Um, unfortunately, I was walking away during this. But anyways, there's so many fucking good sets and songs this weekend. My God, too many to main name here. That's for fucking sure. All right. So that was Reflection 57 in the books. That was really strange because I was talking about things that were so old. Um, things that were like 10 days old because I waited until Tuesday to do this. So yeah, um... Did I even say the date at the beginning of this? Because it's the fucking day is... What day is it? It's August 13th right now. But it would, this this is for August 11th. And before, if you will. Like Sunday before. Anyways. <laughs> hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, this episode came out quite weird for me. But I hope there was a ton of nuggets and things you extracted from this. Um, I miss being caught up with content. I must say. I really do. And... Hope you enjoy this enough to subscribe, to like, to comment, to rate, all that good shit. And as always, appreciate you watching and listening. My name is Josh Moxie, and I will catch you later.